This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hi, everyone. I'm Deb Flaschenberg. Welcome to Yoga Birth Babies, a podcast produced by Prenatal Yoga Center. We will be diving into everything prenatal yoga, birth, and baby-related, hoping to inspire, educate, and empower you through your journey into motherhood. Thank you for listening. Hi, everyone. I'm Deb Flaschenberg. I'm your host for Yoga Birth Babies, and today we are talking about community. When you are pregnant or a new parent, and maybe you're feeling isolated or overwhelmed or needing to connect with someone, that is where community comes in. So as I was thinking about community, I was kind of racking my brain of who can I speak to about this? And I was looking online because that's another place to find community. And I came across the profile of someone I've kind of intertwined with throughout the years, but never really sat down and chatted with Jessica Palais. She's the director of event programming and operations at Motherly and the co-founder of the Pregnant Community Well-Rounded. And she runs community groups all over. That's what her whole career recently has been built on. So I thought, who better to talk about community? Speaking of community, we have created a wonderful online community. And before I started recording, I just took a quick peek over to iTunes and I like to see how things are holding up. And of course, you know, I always asked you guys to write and leave a review and there was a new review. So I wanted to read it. This is from Sarah. I am a first-time mama, and I feel so fortunate to have found PYC in this podcast series. The content is spot-on relevant, and the wealth of data-driven information shared by Deb and her professional guests is so incredibly valuable. As a result, I feel informed, prepared, and empowered for the road ahead. Thank you, Sarah, for leaving that. That really means a lot to me, and it means a lot that you're sharing this with our community. So feel free to pop onto iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you hear our podcast and leave a rating or review. Last little announcement. So I have finished Who's Afraid of the Pregnant Yogi. I ran, I recorded, I had a fantastic group. And so now what we're doing, we're taking the five live modules and Ursula, our amazing manager, is editing them. And now we're packaging it into something that can be sold for a limited time. We're going to have the five recorded sessions with the questions that the students asked and the answers. We do a brief yoga practice in it so you can see how much the pregnant body can do safely within a whole regular general class. And then that comes with the outline and action guide. So that should be ready soon. So keep an eye out on our website for that. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Jessica. All right. Hi, Jessica. How are you this morning? I'm so good. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for peeling some time out of your day. I know you are busy over at Motherly, and we'll get into all that, but I'm really excited to finally uh, chat with you. You know, we've, we've kind of crossed paths a lot. Like I've seen you at the New York Baby Show, and we've, we've had a few chats together, but we've never really sat down and talked, so this is exciting. Oh, for me too. All right. So let's get in. So today we're going to talk about community. Between your work at Well-Rounded New York and now at Motherly, you are a community maker. So I 
feel like so many people are pregnant or just had a child and they feel a lack of community. And I know at PUIC, that's a massive part of what we try to create. And so I thought, all right, if we want to talk about community, let's find someone really in the thick of it. So that's why I thought of you. So let's jump in about that. So if you don't mind, just first by telling me a little bit about yourself and then how you ended up over at Motherly. Yeah, of course. Um, Yeah. And you're right. Community is so valuable and so important to me. So I'm really excited to be talking about it today. Um, I am a mom of two. I live in Brooklyn um, and I had my girls um, during a time where I really did not have a lot of a a mom community at all. Um, I really didn't know a lot of moms. I was one of the first in my kind of crew of friends to have uh, babies and I felt really isolated. Um, So, you know, fast forward to, um, you know, I I met up with an old uh, colleague of mine who happened to be pregnant at the same time, um, Kaidi and Kaidi Velez, who's amazing. And we came up with this idea to create a community called Well-Rounded where uh, we could really provide, you know, information, bring women together, kind of remind them that they're not going through this alone, which is a lot of how we felt at the time that we first became pregnant. Um, so we, uh, had well-rounded for about five or six years and, um, ended up joining forces with motherly. We were acquired by motherly in February, um, to, uh, create an events business because we all know that, you know, as moms, we spend so much time on our phones, um, in our, in our houses, you know, kind of scrolling on Instagram or Googling things and, um, and really, you know, again, like alone, most of our community happens, you know, online now. Um, and we really wanted to, um, to reinforce that so much magic can happen when you sit in another space with another mom. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, there are, there's so much, so much love and support you can feel so many questions that can be answered. Um, once you actually sort of just get out there and start meeting moms in real life. So, We've created sort of this motherly in real life experience through different events that we do in different communities. Um, and that is something that, you know, we're really focused on and, and excited about growing over the next few years. That's so, congratulations for that acquisition. That must've must been huge when you found out that was going to go through. It was exciting and it felt really also um, affirming, you know, to, to reinforce that what we were doing had value, that um, not just, you know, in terms of, of revenue value, but really also in terms of value for moms, you know, feeling like, uh, there was a space in the community that needed to be filled. And, um, we're really excited to be now at motherly where we have a much larger platform. We are meeting so many interesting, you know, potential speakers and participants and spaces. And, and, and every time we have an event, seeing the moms come into the room, whether they're pregnant or have new babies and, um, and seeing them, you know, meet each other and, and learn something new and leave really fulfilled, um, with a smile on their face. It's Mm -hmm. like, that is, it's the ultimate reward. And sometimes as a new parent, you just need a place to go. (laughs) You just need to feel like I have at this time, I have to be out the door here and just seeing another adult. Cause it can get really isolating being at home with your child. That's so true. And I know you see it at your studio that, Mm -hmm. you know, putting an event on the calendar, knowing that you're going to get out of the house that day when you're in the thick of it with a newborn, I mean, just it's so daunting and knowing that you have a reason to get out, there's a purpose for it. 
um, and, and kind of, you know, we, we do some of, we do events for new moms and sometimes, you know, it's their first time really kind of like leaving the house, getting on the subway with their baby. Um, and it's so satisfying to see how much, how, how much they get out of it and how rewarding it is to have left the house that morning, even though, you know, I've been there, you know what it was like having to put together the diaper bag, the stroller, make sure you could like get down to the subway station on the subway station, your baby's crying. You need to stop midway to nurse. It's like, it's, it's, it's hard. It is. Um, so yeah, having, having be creating a space for women to really like get out of their house and, and just, I'd also remind each other that they all did that this morning, that they, they didn't do it alone. Right. That's why we actually, we actually Monday through Friday, we always make sure that we have at least one baby class. Um, just so someone can be like, I got out of the house. I'm not trapped. All right. So I want to ask you a little bit about your experience. How is your need for community change since becoming a mother? I, I mean, being a mother is by far the hardest thing I have ever done. And so I think, you know, I didn't think of myself as somebody that needed mom friends. I kind of became a mom and I was like, you know, whatever, like I have friends, that's cool. Um, and I didn't know until I was already a mom, how difficult it would be to just kind of, you know, talk to somebody else about the things that I was experiencing on the day to day. It's not just solving the problems, right? It's not just figuring out which bottle works best for a colicky baby. It's about, about being able to really unload about those things that you think about at 3am that no matter how close you are to your best friend, if she's not experiencing it, it's, you know, it's, it's an awkward thing to talk about. Um, and I have found that I have made friends with women that I may not necessarily have sought out if I didn't have kids, um, I'm so much more sort of open-minded in what I, I look for in a friend now because mm-hmm. it really is the ultimate unifier is having this baby that is is something that, you know, you have in common and it kind of lets you let go of all of the other things that in the past you might have said, oh, she's not for me or I didn't like the way she did this or that just didn't seem like something that would jive with me. I think you all sort of give each other a pass and I, I've made some amazing mom friends that I'm so glad that I I know, and I may not have made them if I wasn't a mom. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Yeah, having a baby levels you. It just, <laughs> a lot of pretenses totally. are there out there. And just someone to listen to. Did you have, when you had your first, did you have a lot of friends that already had, like, where were you on that kind of that spectrum? Like, I, I had a lot of people I knew that had kids from what I do, but not a ton of my close friends had kids at that time. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I was actually like, yeah, the, the same, like I, I, I knew there were kids out there, <laughs> although to be honest, living in New York city, uh, before you have kids, at least for me, like I didn't even see kids. Like, I don't know if I just walked by them and didn't notice they were there. I, I or you really got annoyed. Thought, you're like that stroller is taking up too much space. Yeah. And you're like, I mean, oh, I, yes, I you need that think, double stroller. Totally. I don't even think I was aware that there were double strollers. You know, I just really was kind of going about my day to day. And I thought the city was only filled with, with people that were, you know, like me. Um, so yes, I was one of the first in my kind of crew to have a baby and, um, and it's really, 
you know, it's been so special to be able to now be a resource for them as I am like now really embedded in this motherhood community and having friends get pregnant or have babies or have questions about things and be able to say to them, well, to say to them, first of all, here's a, a good place to go to find an answer, but also to say, you know, you might be experiencing this, but you're not alone. And, and I want you to know that you can talk to me about that and that you can talk to other people about that. And I think that's, you know, that's really, um, you know, fundamentally how I, I, you know, how satisfying it is to be able to start to like build a community, even though I didn't really have one when I became a mom. Yeah, it's tough. And it's funny. I was speaking to someone this morning about, New York City in particular, and why we made community such a part of PYC. A lot of people come to New York for usually some sort of, you know, career aspiration or or whatever or school, and they don't have their family. Where in other parts of the country, maybe people stay closer to family, and so when someone has a child, they have you know maybe a cousin nearby or maybe still high school friends or whatever or you know grandma's living nearby, but in New York, we really have to make our own family and our own community. It's so true. Absolutely. And I think, you know, in some ways, I think being a mom in New York is easier than it is being a mom in other places where you are living, you know, maybe in the suburbs in a house where, again, it is very isolating. Mm -hmm. In New York, you're sort of forced to, like, get out there into the world. Um, We're really we're lucky here that we have so many resources, whether it is a yoga studio right on the corner that you can literally walk out of your house and be at. Um, or just like running to get milk and having it be so, you know, and, and, and running into somebody at the playground. And, you know, I think about mom friends that I have that live, you know, in, in a, in a home where they have, let's say a swing set in their backyard and their kids go outside and play in the backyard. And that's amazing because they have grass and I don't. Um, but I think about the amount of times that I've gone up to the park by myself with my kids and ended up, you know, chatting or running into people I knew or making new friends. Um, and I feel really fortunate, I think as city moms and not just in New York, but really as, as urban moms where we are, we have so many resources at our fingertips Mm -hmm. if we only sort of walk out the door. Oh yeah. The tot lot was kind of my go-to for five years. Um, we would go there with our sand toys and someone I knew somehow, whether it was a close friend or just an acquaintance was bound to be there. And it really, it really helped the afternoon pass. Mm -hmm. So I want to ask a little bit now you work in a very family friendly place. How has your sense of community changed working at such a family-friendly place, like so well-rounded, clearly, you you were one of the founders, and Motherly is so family-friendly. Has that enhanced your sense of community? Totally. And and it also really, uh, Motherly is such an amazing place to work as a mother. There's so much flexibility and also just understanding amongst the staff that, um, you know, we're really, we're doing this because of our kids uh, in many ways. And I think that there, that creates a lot of flexibility around, hey, my kid has a doctor appointment and I'm just going to go do it. I don't have to ask permission for it. Um, and what a relief that is. I came from a traditional sort of nine to five background when I did, um, when I first had my kids and I had started well-rounded, it was a side hustle and I had a, a corporate job during the day and that, that feeling, and I know that there are so many women out there that experience this where your kid is sick in the morning and you arrive a half an hour late and you feel that you have to explain that to somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so, it, it's, it's so, you know, it, it's the reason why so many women step out of the workforce. And so I'm really grateful to be in a, in a community and at a workplace that values motherhood, um, and that, and understands the, um, the complexities of it and the challenges and, uh, you know, that they're, they're willing to work 
around those because they know how important their workers are. Um, so I'm hopeful. I'm seeing so many changes in in the workplace, um, and I'm hopeful that more progressive companies that are sort of nine to five. These you know these the company that I left. You know that they're they're picking up some more of these progressive policies. There's so many change makers out there. The people like you know Lauren Smith Brody, who's talking about the fifth mm-hmm. trimester, and you know uh, Sarah Lux. Luxley at Minder and like really talking about making change in the workplace because not everybody is fortunate enough to be able to find a really flexible, um, you know, empowering mom workforce um, as I have been able to. But I will say that it's it's taught me what is non-negotiable going forward. It's taught me ways that you know, if I ever am to return to a traditional sort of workforce, the things that I would say to my, you know, supervisor, this is what I need as a mom, as, you know, as a working parent. And and also on the other side of that, and this is obviously a huge conversation, so I won't delve too much <laughs> more into it, but the things that we should be telling our partners to ask for, especially if our partners are dads and making sure that, you know, on both sides, we're having that conversation so that it really normalizes being a parent in the workforce. Yeah. And it's so great that because it's family friendly, that the community, I would think it's not as competitive, like, oh, so-and-so showed up late. And like you said, like had to explain, like, I still had to be here on time to get my work done, but just because she had a baby or like, it can get catty that way. I would imagine. I, I will admit I've never, I went from doing theater to opening a studio. So I don't actually know this, but from friends that I've set, had, they feel like they have to explain themselves to their coworkers if something comes up. So working in a community that accepts and excels within parenthood seems like it's, it could be a massive joy. It, it is. It, it is. And it's, it's also, it's fun and exciting to also be able to share, to look at it almost as like a mom group now. Not yeah. only are these people my colleagues, but I can ask them questions about, oh, you have a, a, a daughter who's a year older than mine. Mine is going through this thing. What do you think about that? Um, I just personally, and that's been also really like an amazing kind of benefit of working in a place like Motherly. Well, that leads me to asking how your posse of mothers or parents has helped you as a parent. How have they not? (laughs) Um, And it it is, it's everything from just kind of asking that piece of advice I have. I live in a community in Brooklyn that is so, it's filled with, uh, with moms that you can find sort of, you know, Facebook groups and whatever. And sometimes I'll just go on and say, I'm about to take a trip. I have this question about travel with, you know, a two-year-old. Can somebody ask, answer this question? And half the time, you know, the person will say, come over and borrow my X, Y, and Z. It'll make your trip better. Um, so those are definitely things like discovering products, getting questions answered. Um, my, my posse of moms has been, you know, really resourceful there. And I think on the other side, like emotionally, um, you know, having a friend, who is a mom who's maybe, whether their kid is older than you or younger than you, um, sometimes it's just that word of like, I've been there, you'll get past it, you'll get mm-hmm. through it, something will will change tomorrow, what is today may be different tomorrow, um, and you're going to be okay. And I think that is, again, like another huge benefit of having a, like a mom community. Yeah, and it also can just make you feel like, okay, I'm not a total screw up. Okay, I'm not totally messing my kid up. I just want, you know, I mean, just like totally. hearing. I, I actually, my husband, and I laugh whenever we see another parent like seeing a kid with some sort of tantrum or something, or you hear that kind of like, stop it. We're like, yes, it's not just us. It's totally <laughs> like, like that look, look, look at my kid. My kid's not having a tantrum right now. I'm doing so well. <laughs> but it just makes us feel like, other parents go through the same thing. Like we were kind of like with our, you know, quietly, but 
put that down. Stop it. Like, we don't want to feel like we're the only ones who have kids that don't always listen. Like, I actually, like, give the knowing nod of like, yeah, yeah, I get it. I'm there too. I, I actually feel validation when yes. I see that from maybe that just makes me a crazy person. <laughs> no, no, not at all. So as a child of the 70s, I'm kind of giving my age away, my age away here. The memories I have of my mom and her friends feels very different than the t- current day landscape I see of both working and stay-at-home mothers. Do you think community and the support has changed from when you were a child? Oh, that's such a good question. I think that the community is different in terms of, um, I, I think back again to, to your point of like, I was, I'm also a child of the seventies, although the late seventies, <laughs> I think there was a lot more sort of division between stay at home and working moms, um, in terms of like, I don't think my mom was at home with me and I don't think we, she had any friends that worked. It was really, you know, my, her whole sort of network was stay at home moms. Um, and I've talked to friends who kind of feel the opposite, Um, I think there's a lot more gray area now. There's, you know, I live in a community where, you know, there's a lot of stay-at-home moms. There's also a lot of working moms. And then there's a lot of moms that are work from home or, you know, work part-time or have flex schedules. So there is this kind of gray area of, well, all of these moms do pickup, but they actually are working moms. Mm -hmm. You don't have to you don't have to divide and conquer maybe the way that you used to. It's, you know, you can not that you can have it all because you can't, but you have, I think in this current um, landscape, you have the ability to kind of um, like redefine the role that you want to play as a mom. Um, that being said, I, I say that knowing that I have privilege to be able to do that. I have mm-hmm. childcare, um, I, I have a, a full-time job, but I also have flexibility in terms of, you know, because I work in a very, very family-friendly organization, I'm able to step out of work during the day and go to a ballet class. Um, I'm, I wouldn't be able to do that if I didn't have that flexibility. So I say that knowing that I have privilege, mm-hmm. um, but I do think that it has also created a little bit more of an understanding in terms of community that there's, there's at least there should be less division because you just don't know what somebody's backstory is. You don't know if that mom that isn't at pickup today is working or at home or, um, or vice versa. So I think there's an opportunity for more of us to like, kind of get to know each other Mm -hmm. in a way that maybe we didn't, you know, back when our parents were, it was our parents' generation. Yeah, no, I agree. I find, I see a lot of people kind of crossing, like you say, that gray line. And as a working mom, I personally find it sometimes hard to, now that I've moved out of the city, I have found it hard to make some mom friends because I'm working and I'm not out there. Do you have any thoughts about that? <laughs> I I understand. It's, you know, I think it is, uh, your, your plate is full and some days, and as a working mom, some days I just don't want to, right? I, yeah. I feel totally exhausted, uh, from all of the, the polls that I feel from my job, my family, you know, my partner, my, and like, you know, my, my friends that maybe were my friends before. Um, but I will say, you know, things that can help a working mom is, 
um, look in, look in your own, in your own sort of, uh, in your own job. There may be other moms at your workplace that are looking for that sense of community. Um, start a mom group at your office or just Mm -hmm. maybe like a, a quarterly breakfast of just moms. Um, I've seen some, you know, some office places do that and, and you see, you know, friendships really burgeon based on the fact that they just didn't know there was another mom sitting around the corner that could maybe like share the, you know, share the secrets of, of working momhood with them. The best place to, you know, maybe, you know, take that phone call with the doctor during the day or to, you know, um, to store your breast milk or whatever it is. Like sometimes there's a mom right down the hall that can help you out and be that community for you. Um, so I would say, you know, as a working mom, that's definitely one way to find community. Um, and also, like I was saying before, I think it is kind of stepping outside of like your division of working mom versus stay at home mom, trying to really like bridge that gap to, um, to not feel like, Oh, I can't be friends with her. Like she wouldn't relate to me because she's a stay at home mom. And just, um, kind of like embrace it and like lean into that and be open-minded about it because you just never know who you might meet. Yeah. And you also don't know what the backstory is totally from, from what they had. As I was writing these questions up, I really started thinking about the parent, my parents' community that they grew up in. And we had this eight group family so or eight family group. They were eight that we were always, every holiday we traveled together. It was always one of the eight. And it was a very tight-knit group, and we stayed where I grew up for years. And I feel like I don't quite see that as much because people are more transient. When What kind of memories do you have of the community and support your parents had? And is that different from the group that you've discovered raising your own children? I think that my mom felt really isolated and I don't know if that is like a suburban thing or a generational thing um, that I think, you know, we definitely, she definitely had a core group of mom friends. And I remember to your point of like going on vacations with them. Um, but I definitely don't think that she had the breadth of like availability, you know, it was just, and, and again, like I, we live in the city or I live in the city now. So I think there, there is just like so much opportunity right outside the door that it was hard for her to find. Um, I think, you know, I, I wonder back to that time too, of like, I think women made maybe less choices than they make now about, you know, thinking about she was, my mom was at home. Did she really choose to be at home or did that kind of just happen? Was that a little bit more generational? Would she have wanted to kind of be out there and be, you know, at, at a job if she had really had the choice? And of course I say that knowing she had the choice, but maybe she felt that she didn't. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think that's, you know, that's a little bit different as well. Um, I think that, uh, I'm also in this space. So I think I know how important it is to go out and find community. And it, it always surprises me. It doesn't surprise me, but it always, I'm always reminded that it's not always as obvious for other moms because it's not a part of their daily life. I'm a part of so many mom groups. I meet working moms constantly, um, but many moms get up and go through the day and never encounter that. And so, um, you know, I, I feel it's easier maybe for me to meet other moms than like the average mom. And sometimes you really do have to make a little bit more of an effort. Yeah. I'm not sure if I actually answered that question. (laughs) That's fine. (laughs) So I know that you do a lot online. How do you think online communities have impacted parenthood? And I will say, I'm going to throw in my own two cents there for the good or the bad. We can throw that in there. about online communities. I think, I think it's, yeah, can, it's, it's, it's a double-edged sword it's in, in my perspective, sword. my perspective. Yeah. I'll, I'll own that. 
Uh, I think that I, it's, it's, you can't exist in, in parenthood without it. Now it's amazing. Like you, you look around at the park and everybody's kind of scrolling Instagram. Like how did we ever live without it? Um, I think I've seen the positives from having an online community and, and in terms of like Instagram and being able to see at 3am that image of another mom doing exactly what you're doing and making you feel like you're not so alone. Um, some of the conversations and engagement that we're having on Instagram or online are so valuable and rewarding. Um, and, and it's also a way for us to find each other, right? Like I have I had a kid who I went through this process where she got glasses and had to have eye surgery when she was like four. And that felt very overwhelming to me. And I, I mean, how lucky am I that I could go online? Somebody recommended a Facebook group to me where people were having the exact same experience that I was. And I could ask questions and get answers and get recommendations and, you know, figure out the the most child-friendly glasses. And, um, I, I can't, I, I can't even imagine what it was like to have to parent without that. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other side of that, to your point, I think there is a lot of a lot of comparison that takes place online where it's so easy to look at another picture and feel less um, to feel like, you know, you see something and you can't understand why your life doesn't look like that. Um, and I think there is thankfully a really big movement right now behind like unfollowing, you know, like really thinking about your Instagram feed as a place that should make you feel good. And if there is something, if you see a picture that you, you scroll a few and you go back to that picture and you say, you know what, that didn't make me feel good. You just hit unfollow. Like you have the ability to really curate your experience. Um, and I think I'm, it's refreshing to hear from friends that say like, oh yeah, I just don't follow her anymore. Uh, I, I love hearing that because not that I don't want somebody to you know, have success online. But I I think that, um, you know, feeling bad about yourself, registering your own motherhood experience against somebody else's that you don't know, and you don't have any idea what went on behind that picture is a really, it's a scary and dangerous way to conduct, you know, motherhood. Mm -hmm. I actually know several of my friends that have stepped off of being online and they're like, you can text me, um, which is great, you know, but I, it's hard. And I respect their reasons because they're like, I just had, it was called MOFA. They were like, I had this fear of missing out on everything. And I was comparing myself constantly to this person looks like they have themselves all together and look at them here and look at their happy kids. I'm like, I get it. So I think, yeah, it has to be for you. And I like the idea of unfollowing if it's not adding to your happiness in any way. There's no obligation, you know, pick it's like your friends. Like you wouldn't just have a friend, Although I guess some people do. It's like that friend, you're like, why am I friends with this person? But (laughs) that's a whole other conversation. But, you know, thinking of it like that, like if it's not adding to you, you know, take them out. Totally. It's funny, you know, as a, as a parent on Instagram, I, most of the feeds that I follow have to do with parenting. And I'm like, I, I really only came to Instagram as a parent. I was, you know, I'm of the age where like, I didn't have Instagram before. Mm-hmm. And I wonder to myself, what else do people look at on Instagram? Like what else <laughs> is on there except for like influencer moms? Yeah. Um, it's always like so interesting to me when you end up like down like a rabbit hole of Instagram and you end up off of the parent kind of, you know, and I'm like, oh, there is other interesting stuff on here. Instead of following that influencer mom that makes me feel bad about myself, I'm going to follow this food account or a decor account or whatever. And to your All point, my like, stuff's birth. My, my daughter went through my Instagram the other day and she's like, what's happening? I'm like, oh, 
Because they, they have a deeper knowledge of birth, I think, than most. Because, like, I literally have books and pictures and I have, like, a pelvis and a baby. So they have a deeper knowledge. Yeah. But there's a difference between understanding the pelvis and how the baby comes out and then seeing an ecstatic birth <laughs> and having to explain that to a five-year-old. Totally. So that, that's my Instagram account. Births <laughs> and moms and parents, more birth <laughs> and yes, pregnancy. Yes. All right. So how, could, how what are some ways that someone can find community when they're newly pregnant or a new parent? And think more, I mean, New York is just brimming with this, but, you know, someone outside of an urban area. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I, when I saw this question, I was really thinking about that in terms of like, I'm like, Oh, come to a motherly event. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I think, um, you know, as, as a new parent, you know, the best way to find community is it, it literally is to, it's to step outside your door. It's, it's to, you know, to think about, go to the library, go mm-hmm. to a yoga class, like anything out there that you bring your baby to, you will immediately be like a lightning rod for like other babies. They will all be, other moms will be attracted to you. Um, it's just like, get out there. Like that is the best advice that I would have for a new parent. It seems overwhelming. You seem like you're a total mess. You know, you might be wearing yoga pants and haven't showered in five days, but so will somebody else out there. And I think that that's also kind of how you find your people. You're like, like, oh, wait, she looks like she's a mess, just like me. You're like, um, I recognize that messy top yeah. knot. I have that too. Yeah. I think that's, that's definitely, that's a, a huge way to just, um, you know, try to kind of overcome that fear. Um, that being said, I know, you know, and this is, this is, uh, yesterday I think was maternal mental health health day. Um, and I, you know, I want to, I want to also, you know, shout out, there are so many moms that are really overwhelmed during postpartum and mm-hmm. just walking out the door can seem like it's way too much. Um, and when it, when that is the, you know, how the way that you're feeling, that's okay too. And you need to, to, you know, you know that some days you don't need to leave the house and that's okay. And also to kind of recognize when like you're feeling over and over, like you can't leave the house, it's a good time to maybe reach out and ask for help. Mm-hmm. Um, that, you know, it, building community is really important as a new parent. And if it feels really overwhelming or impossible, um, you know, then you look for resources that, you know, will help you to kind of get through this stage. Um, it is so hard being a parent and nobody, I, I think nobody prepared me for that. People told me that, but nobody prepared me for the reality of just the, the days that, that I cried all day, that I felt like, why did I do this? Did I make a mistake? Um, and I think to acknowledge that like not every day is going to feel great is, is really important, yes. but also to be able to, um, you know, to understand that you, you need help, you need community, you cannot do it alone. Um, and if you're having trouble finding that community, like talk to your partner about it, talk to your doctor about it, because you, you know, you should not be sitting every day by yourself. It is not, it's not good for you. It's not good for your baby. Um, like community, it, it's everything. And I'm going to actually, I'm so glad you mentioned that. I'm going to link in our show notes. I had Paige Bellenbaum from the Motherhood Center on several times because she's brilliant and has so I much to her. add. Don't we love her? And the Motherhood yeah. Center. And I'll put, make sure I put in the show notes. I have a couple episodes with her, one about recognizing um, PMAD peri, uh, perinatal mood and anxiety disorder, and then preparing on the uh, before having your baby, kind of an emotional mental checklist. So should you be prone to anxiety, depression, you already have those resources. So if you're feeling like, I I don't know who to reach out to, 
it's already there and your partner can recognize it and reach out because sometimes someone won't recognize it in themselves. And that's where community can also help if someone might actually recognize it and and reach out to your partner or, or something. And that's, I love that point. And, and thank you for linking that in this. That's, that's so valuable. And, you know, if you're feeling that way, definitely go to those links and like, and, and talk to somebody. But I think also as, as a member of the mom community, if you're out there and you are feeling good and you're, you know, at the park and you see somebody who looks like maybe they need help, like go introduce yourself. Um, you know, ask somebody like, can I hold your baby for a minute? Do you want to like go get a cup of coffee or do you need to run to the bathroom? Like, like offer help, I think is another thing. It's yes. not just like, take yourself out of you. If you're having a good day, let that be an impetus to like help another mother out. Tell her like, you think she's doing great. Tell her that, you know, you love her yoga pants, you know, whatever it is, tell her that you've been there, that you understand that her baby is crying and like, she's going to be okay. Um, I think that's something that sometimes we're so focused on survival that we forget that the person next to us might need a hand too. Oh, I love you said that because it's so true. And you know, some, it is hard. Parenthood is hard. I, and I thought I would, I thought I was going to have it relatively easily because I had been doing this for professionally for almost 10 years when I had my first. And I'm like, Oh, I know I've watched birth. I've watched new babies. I've held new babies. It was a smack in the face. First time I could not get my son to stop crying. Like I had done everything. I rocked, I fed, I changed. I, I just started crying. And I'm like, okay, we're just going to cry it out together. And then recognize it is really hard. On that note, what surprised you most about parenthood that you didn't expect before you had a child? Oh, everything. But <laughs> I think I think the biggest um, pleasant surprise has been like how much it's sort of opened my mind um, in terms of like my the judgment, you know. And you you mentioned earlier, like you know, when you, you I used to say to myself, oh, I you know I would never get a double stroller, or I would never uh, bring my child out to dinner at nine p.m., or I would never X, Y, and Z. Um, and I think that like the biggest surprise for me about motherhood is it has been like my ability to let go of some of that, to understand that, like, you just don't have all the answers. And what I think about something today can change tomorrow. I just maybe haven't been through it yet. Mm -hmm. Um, that you can really evolve in terms of like your opinions, your thinking and like, and that we're all doing it right. Not like you're, you're not the only one who has the answer. Somebody else's answer might work for them and it actually might work for you too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's been really eye-opening for me. I always think about like my partner through well-rounded and now at motherly, um, Kaidi had a really different motherhood experience or, than I did in terms of her birth, her, you know, postpartum and breastfeeding experience, even sort of, you know, the, the gender of her kids, uh, you know, so many things that she's done have been different than the way that I did it. And I've learned so much from her. I feel so grateful that I have this, this sort of work partner that's exposed me to a different method of mothering that have, you know, I've been able to take home things that she's done and try them. And I don't think that I ever would have tried them had I not been so open to it. Oh, absolutely. I've had some friends that I look at that. I'm like, oh my God, why didn't I think of that? That's brilliant. And Mm -hmm. it's worked. And yeah, I think it can be the most humbling experience to recognize like, I need help and you have the answers and I'm going to listen to you or even just watching, never thought to do it that way. So yeah, that's where I think we can all learn. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I would love for you to offer a tip or piece of advice for new or expectant parents. We'll be right back. And we're back. So 
What tip or piece of advice would you like to offer new or expectant parents? I think, I think back to somebody offered me this tip and I was so grateful for it, which is you are going to be the best parent to your child and your child is going to be the best child to you. And that the experience is so unique, um, to try not to think about how somebody else would do it, but to really sort of trust your instincts and think about what's right for you and your child. I think about, you know, the, the decisions that I've made as I've, I've been a parent and they're different than what my neighbor would have made than what my mother would have made than what my best friend would have made. Um, but they work for me and my family. And that's really the only thing that's important. So mm-hmm. that's what I try to, 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 tell new parents if they ask. Um, and, and truthfully, I try not to tell them anything because I think that it is parenthood is such a unique experience. The last thing I want to do is color them with what I personally endured or, you know, what worked for me whenever it may not work for them. And then it's just another thing that they have to, you know, everybody gets so much advice, right? Mm -hmm. The the mail carrier gives you advice. (laughs) The person at the bodega gives you advice. Your yoga teacher gives you advice. You, you know, you have so much, um, I think knowledge and power within you and so much intuition. Um, and that my, you know, my best advice is not to listen to anyone else. (laughs) Just, Just listen to yourself. That's good. Okay. And where can people find your work? Uh, so I am the director of event programming at Motherly. So come to a Motherly event. Um, that's the best place to find me. I am I'm always looking for um, unique programming to bring to different cities. This year, we will have events in New York, Chicago, and LA. Um, so go ahead and check out um, Motherly. It's mother.ly. Um, look up events and you can find our whole schedule there. And what about online offerings? You guys have a whole thick website. Yes, I mean, there is so much great stuff on Motherly. So um, there's, you know, articles, there's classes, there's amazing social content, um, there's videos. The videos will make you cry, they'll make you laugh, they'll make you (laughs) want to share. Um, so, you know, it's, it's really a, a wealth of knowledge for, uh, an expectant or new mom. Um, and you know, I'm excited to, to be along for that ride. Uh, well, congratulations on this move into this new position at motherly. That's wonderful. I've, you know, I've had the pleasure of working with you through well-rounded. I've contributed a few articles and such a great welcoming community that I'm so uh, proud to be part of. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much for having me today. Of course. Well, enjoy the rest of your day. Be Thank well. You. Bye. This has been an episode of Yoga Birth Babies, produced by Prenatal Yoga Center. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope. I'm Deb Flaschenberg. Thanks for listening.